Welcome to the Couch of Randomness, episode number three. This is your weekly podcast for all sorts of random, geeky, and nerdy stuff through the week. I'm your host, John, and on the couch with me is... Rose. This week on the podcast, we have Pacific Rim Uprising. Yay. That review. Yeah. Some interesting stats on CDs and vinyls. Yeah, and we're going to talk about Fortnite. Uh, we're going to talk about the esports arena in Texas that's going to be that's being built. Uh, the Nindies Direct was this past week, and good God, was I wrong. So wrong. So wrong. So wrong. I mean, we had GDC this week as well. Let's talk about some of the stuff that's going on there. A weird rumor that just popped up about maybe a about new PlayStation. PlayStation? Uh, our weekly facepalm of the week. We got to yeah. do it. And then Netflix and binge-watching. Yeah, let's, what's going on with that? Let's, let's go. Let's dive into a little psychology of that one. So sit down on the couch and let's let's have some fun. I guess let's just jump right in and uh, let's talk about a movie. Let's let's go ahead and review our weekly movie that we saw. That you sound so excited about. I, oh <laughs> God in heaven! I no, I am. I was super. Okay. Ex- no, I wasn't. So, gonna I am not going to lie on this one. So go here's ahead. the thing. Uh, We went to see Pacific Rim Uprising. Yep. And I honestly thought that it was going to be a fun movie. Like, I wasn't looking for super, for anything really good or anything. (laughs) But I was just like, okay, I mean, it's mechs, it's uh, kaiju. So, you know, it should be a fun movie. Just stupid action, mindless, whatever. John Boyega. Scott Eastwood. Uh, seriously. Charlie Day. Uh, you got some good actors in the movie. Yeah. I mean, directing-wise, it was C- uh, Stephen S. DeKnight, which we know as the showrunner of season one of Daredevil on Netflix. Right. I, I mean, I love Daredevil. That's one of my favorite yeah. Netflix shows. But I've, I've found out that this was his first directorial debut. Yeah. And I'm not saying it was his fault, but God, did this movie suck. It was just kind of like this. This movie... Okay, to put it simplest way that I can think, yeah, this movie suffered from not knowing what it was. I agree with that. 100%. Because the first one was very clearly mechs versus kaiju. Yes. That was... That was it. That's the movie. We gotta save the world. And honestly, the first one had kind of weaker ac- actors. Yes. Um, Better but director. But it didn't... But it didn't suffer from having weaker actors. It's still a good movie. It's a lot of fun. Um, it, is, it, it it kept the same tone throughout. And by tone, I mean, like, story-wise and also lighting-wise. And color. 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 And just, yeah, you're right. Because, I mean, Guillermo is a genius. We we love yeah. Guillermo del Toro, and he directed the first one. And I'm, not, I'm like saying, I'm not calling out Stephen Estenite on this one, that it was his fault. Just the story... Was the story awful. was all over the place. Like there were, f- there were like ten different storylines, and the only one that I liked didn't get resolved. It just dropped out halfway through the movie. Well, Not even halfway through the one movie. One of about the char- in. like one of the, she was set up as a main character. Yeah, and I was just like, okay, I'm in. She seems cool. She's scrappy. I like her, and she was there to fangirl. Yeah. It was like just she. There was no fleshing out of her character. You know what? You you said it right after we were walking out the mo- out of the movie. Is this movie told, not showed? 
Yeah, like the first movie, you were just like, okay, this is going to happen and that's going to happen. But it was because you were watching it and seeing the story unfold. Yeah, this one was just literally holding your hand and telling you, all right, wow, look at that. This is what's going to happen. And then it happened. Uh, Like a character actually gave you dialogue of this happening. And you're like, I... You could have just showed me what happened. I mean, this is a movie. It's not a book where you have to actually spell out what happened. Yeah. And there was other things too. Like I, I, we, after we were done, we went and we came home, we watched a couple other reviewers that, that saw it. And we were like, all right, how close are we to them? Just, are we stupid? Did we miss something? Cause I'm, I'm fully aware that, I miss things in movies sometimes. Like, I like this and movie. And sometimes we're just not in the mood for a movie. Exactly. Like, you get in there and you're just like, you know, I wasn't in the mood to actually watch yeah, this. Yeah, and I try and factor that in when we start, when we look at movies or when yeah. we're going to review them. And this one was, like, there were so many things, to me personally, wrong with the movie. Like, the color. <laughs> the it, color it was, changed in almost every scene. And it was too bright. I will, it really was. I will say that. Like, it was too bright. And with the mechs fighting and the kaiju fighting, it looked fake. It looked very fake, but it was very easy to follow. Um, Just to give you an idea of how fake it was, this was Power Rangers scaled up to movie size. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. Not the Power Rangers movie either. The actual Power Rangers. But Power Rangers was better because they were using people in suits on miniature sets. Yeah. And that's that's what sucks. I'm not trying to call out Power Rangers. Everything in the CG... Ugh. Yeah, everything CG'd looks CG'd. Yes. When the mechs were there was there's a scene which I think you can actually see in one of the trailers where two mechs are like falling through some snow. Uh-huh. It looks fake, and you're like, wow. <laughs> this is what wow, we've come sci-fi. to. Exactly. Like I I'm not gonna lie, I checked out ten minutes into the movie. I did too. I was like, wow. I was, like I kept on trying to get back into the movie, but it kept on kicking like, me out. Like it, and you're right, it did. The cinematography was eh. The story was just absolute to me personally. Which story? Exactly. It was just absolute <laughs> crap. It was so broken up. The reason you wanted to watch it, I mean, John Boyega is a great actor. He can carry he anything. Is. I love John Boyega. His story just like stopped 20 minutes into the movie. Yeah. And you're like, wait, wait what? what? What happened to his story? Why are we not doing that? <laughs> and it's just, he's shoehorned in because he's a Pentecost. Yeah. And he, he's Idris Elba's son from the first one. But honestly, like, before we went into this, I did not realize that this movie took place 10 years after the first one. Yeah. I was just like, okay, I mean, he was probably like five or six in the first one, and now it's like 20 years later. He barely remembers his father, this, that, and the other thing. No, no. No, he was like 12 or 15. Like in No, he was, I think he was older because he was already in training. True. Oh, yeah, that's true. But like, like somebody, he's probably in his 30s in the second movie. So he yeah. was like in his 20s. He would have known his father, but his yeah. father never mentioned yeah, him. They, they retconned a lot of that, too. Yeah. Because you're like, well, you, he could have said something about a son. Yeah. Just, hey, my son's coming. Yeah. Or something like that. Or, but no, it was, there was nothing there. And all of a sudden, he has a son. And I, I find that super cheap. Yes. Just to make another a sequel. Yeah. I don't under I I've been perfectly fine if John Boyega was not his son and he yeah. was like just a mentor figure. Yeah. Like I was trained by Pentecost, but I got kicked out. Because that's what happened yeah. in the movie. He got kicked out. If that was It a wasn't thing, for me, so I got kicked out. Yeah. And so and it, like I always felt bad, like I disappointed Pentecost. The the hero or, that saved the world. That would have been fine. I'd have been like, all right. 
That's a cool I, enough. Area. I know to keep his name Pentecost, make him like a nephew or something. A nephew, yeah, something like that. That I always. Hey, my up, uncle did this. I always looked up to my uncle, and then uh, then yeah, on that one, he was like a father figure to me, or yeah, something. or something like that. But just looked up to the uncle, and because then you could have been like, all right, well, he didn't really talk about his cousin or his nephew. His nephew. That's fine. Okay, I can at least bend reality on that one a little bit. Yeah, follow you, but his son and he like, never there was said no anything. And yeah, and that one like I knew that going in. And I'm like, I know it's going to bother me. Yeah. And I didn't realize how much it was going to bother me. And then just the story started unfolding and then falling apart that I was just like, wow. Wow. I yeah. just spent money to watch this movie. Oh, my God. That's, yeah. And I like, and I, I felt I, bad about spending money to see it. And, and it sucks because I like, I, I love movies and I always, yeah. I always look the, for the best in the movies. And if you're, and I, I, I was going in, it's going to be a fun monsters versus mech movie. That's all it's going to be. Yeah. There wasn't enough fighting. No. <laughs> it was like it, it the fighting to me didn't The kaiju weren't even in there for the first half. Yeah, and and the movie itself wasn't just Oh wait, no, I was there were to me the fighting was better in the first one than the second one, but I actually lean that more because of Guillermo del Toro. Probably. And, and Stephen and I and this is his first picture, so I'm going to give him the pass on that one. But it's just kind of one of those you had an opportunity to make something great or just Fun, fun, fun. That's all that I was missed. looking for. And and you know what? I, I it's a pass. It really is a pass. Like if you're sitting there going, I'm really curious about it. Wait until it's streaming. Like if you really want to spend your time streaming, on this, yeah, I'll give it at least a streaming. But to me, it's a pass. I was like, yeah, I didn't even. Have it's fun. not one that I need to see again. No, I'm gonna pretend it's gonna be one of those like you got those movies that they just don't exist. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep Pacific Rim one. I'm going to enjoy that for what it is. Yeah. But I couldn't even enjoy Pacific and, Rim 2 for what it is. It was just yeah. so bleh for yeah. me. Not looking forward to the third one. Oh, yeah, that's right. There is a third one. John yeah. Bo- And John Boyega produced this one. Yeah, the second one. The second one. And he's yeah. producing the third one. And like we know what it's going to ha- be about because it tells you at the end of the movie. Yeah. And you're like, oh, God, no, please don't. Just <laughs> just don't. It's cool. We, we can just. Just why? We'll, we'll let you have this one. Just just let take it. But don't don't do I the don't next know. one. But yeah, it, it was just, uh, I'm not, I'm not a fan. Yeah. So going through for looking up some stuff for this podcast, just trying to figure out what to talk about. Mm-hmm. I stumbled upon something that actually kind of like made me go, wait, what? What'd you find out? Are, are you kidding me? So I found out that CDs and vinyls are outselling digital downloads for the first time since 2011. <laughs> That's crazy. And I'm like, Wait. Hold on. Okay, you you have my attention now. Article. Now let me let me read this, and I'm just going through it. It's just like the music industry is actually growing still, right? Which is one fantastic. Yes. But it's one of those things. Like, wait, so CDs and vinyls are outselling digital copies. Like that's crazy to me that CDs are still being sold. I, I'm one. Yeah, that's true too. Because we. <laughs> I, I, did we talk about it in the podcast or was that just on um, I, one of the Let's Plays? I don't know. I think it was just Let's Play. But yeah, like, not Sonic. Why did I say Sonic? Uh, Best Buy is getting rid of their CDs. Yeah. Like, and, they're not going to sell CDs in stores anymore. Yeah, I think that's I think they're going to sell some online. Yeah, they're gonna. I think it's going to be an online thing only. And then, like, Target, you said, was just going consignment. Which That's... Target is looking at that. I don't think that they've made final decisions, but they're looking at just renting out the space for uh, CD producers yeah. and saying, hey, we'll give you this space and um, good luck. Good luck with it. And then, yeah, hold on. I've got it like digital downloads from 2017 plummeted 
over the previous year. And then revenue for the uh, physical uh, products Mm -hmm. uh, just fell by 4%. Okay, so I actually have something that just occurred to me. Okay. Is it because, like, how do you factor in, like, we pay for Google Music. Yeah. So how do you factor that into this? Like, subscription-based. That's the thing. I don't think you... I'm not sure. Like but Amazon Music, Google Music, Spotify, iTunes has their own yeah. monthly thing that you can just listen to everything on iTunes. You're you have a very very good question because I don't think you can. I, I wonder if on the analytical side, like Google can look up views or not views, but I, I say views because I'm so used yeah, to YouTube. But listens, listens, and like or let's say Fallout Boy can actually like. Log into Google Play or iTunes, like a separate well, thing where they're. I know a, that a lot of people get their music from YouTube, also. Yeah, like YouTube they has, just start a YouTube playlist and let it go. Yeah, they've got YouTube Music, which is it's running off the playlist, if I remember correctly, or running off of YouTube, but it's not doing the video portion of it, if I remember correctly. I haven't it, really. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't into looked that into one, it. You're right. We have. Yeah, we already have Google Play. Google Play, which I love, but you're right. There's there's a very interesting concept to that. I never. I actually, you're right. I've yeah, never. Yeah, I just about thought about that. It's it, just how much of that is because of subscription based, which they're still getting paid for. Yeah, they're still getting paid for for it. But even if it's just, hey, let me start this n- playlist. I'm not paying for the service, but you're still getting ads. Yeah, you're still getting ads off of it. That is a fantastic question. <laughs> I, would, I wish we thought of that. I would have loved to dig into that because, yeah, like you're right. It's very odd. And then we think about vinyls. Vinyl has gotten so big, like especially with our generation. Our, yeah, our generation. They've they like, really I see a lot of people it. from our generation on social media who are just like, "Hey, I just got this vinyl. It's yeah. really cool." Like, it's a big thing right you know, now. You know what's funny? I, I remember a couple of years ago, before it got big, I just started hearing inklings. And I was like, you know what? I remember you mentioning that to I'm like, me. Because I, 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 I told you that. Like, it was... Like, this was like seven years ago almost. Yeah, I, it, it was. It like, was a long time like ago. five to seven years ago. I'm like, I'm starting to see, like, individual people, like, talk about vinyl. And I'm like, wait, I wonder if that's coming back. And then I actually... And we thought about it I then, but about, it was too expensive. Yeah, I thought about actually just starting a vinyl collection. Because I was like, that would be kind of cool. I was... Because I actually had it for a reason, too. Because I was, I was trying to finish up becoming a, a doctor in psychology. That's and, right. And I was going to have the vinyl collection in my office. That's and I was right. going to have like my patients come in and just like, we can talk about like, find find something you want to listen to. <laughs> and we can talk about that. That was kind of my ploy to just kind of get it in okay. a relaxed setting. Yeah. And then obviously I'm not a doctor. Thank God. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. I probably, no. I probably would have been a good doctor, but okay. then, then on that I'm side, <laughs> then, on, then on that side, I'm like, do I want to start collecting vinyls for soundtracks for video games? Cause right. I love, Obviously, I love video game soundtracks. Absolutely. And then that came up like how hard it is to actually find soundtracks. It's and actually not as hard as you think. Well, it's not, but it's like the specific games that I want. That's yeah. that's where I'm coming at because it, it is kind of hard to find some True. of the very specific ones that I'm looking for. And they're still pretty dang expensive because I know there's yeah, like a I Pokemon mean, one that's oh, like 140 bucks. Yeah. And, like, even the ones that we've gotten your dad, I mean, vinyls are still, like, 20 to $30. Yeah. We'll get some of the cheaper ones uh, for, like, what, 10 to 15 10 to 15 bucks. I mean. And that's if they're on a big sale. Yeah, half-price books or something like yeah. that. You find a good one. But, yeah, I'm with you. Like, it's very interesting to see this. Like, our generation is changing how people listen to it. 
listen to music, even though it was our generation that kind of changed it to begin with. Yeah. We went to digital. We went to digital and then we were just like, oh, wait, it sounds better on vinyl. Yeah, it has a cleaner sound on vinyl. And I, I find that. Very like we went one and now we're like all right let's let's go back let's, yeah because it, it sounds better yeah we, we're starting I I don't know and you can ag- agree tell me what you think I'm starting to see the idea the co- idea of collecting never went away hmm. but now it's becoming personally to me that I'm starting to see it a little more prevalent in the sense of yeah I collect vinyls we collect video games and movies I've got yeah. this collection of so and so and this collection like it's starting to be like. But we're on the designing f- rooms around that. On the flip side of that, we're also less likely to take our parents' stuff. Like, um, not something that we were planning on talking about, but I've seen articles about how, like, grandma's credenza. <laughs> please don't swallow your coffee down the wrong pipe. <laughs> oh, God, no. Oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> oh, shoot. I love how you get closer to the mic to yell. Sorry. Um, oh. You good? Yeah, I'm good. You good? Oh, um, but no, like n- people are n- starting to say, no, I don't want this furniture or this china that's been passed down through our family for generations really? because they want new things. <coughs> so like now they're having to fill in those passed down gaps with let me show my collection. Really? Yeah. Like it's a big thing. My mom even found out about this. Like she's... N- trying to get rid of her stuff because she knows that my sister and I don't want a lot of their stuff. So it's just a very serious switch. Wow. Wow. That's, that's actually really crazy to me. Cause yeah, but you're right. Like I, I'm actually stopping. I'm thinking about my parents. Like they've pared down a lot. They, they have pared down a lot. Now, granted, they also come from big families. Yes. So they're not as likely to get hand-me-downs. True. And like, uh, Probably one of the few things that I would say yes to from my mom, uh, hint, hint, if she ever listens, is uh, the china that she has from my grandma. Yeah, sure. I think that's really cool. And, and, I yeah. like that set. And I think I think if people like receive stuff like generational stuff now, it's memor uh, it's like memorabilia in the sense of I'm a remember my grandmother had this, or there are certain things here and there that yeah. she kept. She thought it was special as a display, but not for practical use. Yeah. Because I know, I, you know what, actually, there's something that I actually would want. And since you said something, it came to my <laughs> mind, like what I would actually want of mm-hmm. my grandmother's. And she actually had a uh, a little china cat, a little cabinet that mm-hmm. you could open and close. But right. she kept all of the grandchildren's like first or second birthday candles. Oh. Like I, I like. It, it, That's so sweet. We're, I'm going to, I might cry, so. I unfortunately, like when my grandmother passed away, we were kind of going through stuff and I found this and I found mine because it was Michelangelo because I had a Ninja Turtles party and like, thankfully I was alone and I just walked out, walked outside. It was dark because Native American, (laughs) we do some stuff and um, I walked behind my truck and I just lost it. Like I, I registered, like she kept all of this and I'm like, oh my God. And like I said, it was during the time her funeral. And we're doing that, and I literally, I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta be alone. And I yeah. literally went behind my truck because Oklahoma, we're in the woods, and I just started crying because yeah. I was like, oh my god, that's awkward. like it's very beautiful that she kept yeah. that. I'm like, so that's something I would love to have. Like I've got one of my grandfather's old Kansas City Chiefs hats. Yeah. So I kept that. 
And well, now, you've got one of my great uncles, uh, Kansas City Chief yes, hats, too. That's true, I do, yeah. Because and, they got uh, season tickets for years. Yeah. And a great aunt, too, right? Yeah, my great uncle and great his wife. Aunt. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the, they were they lived in Kansas City, yeah. and they knew I loved the Chiefs. Yeah. And so, like, they gave me some stuff. Like, yeah. I've got some cool retro hats that I absolutely love that I need to display now that I'm starting to yeah. think about this. But, yeah. It's, we need more shelves. We need more shelves. <laughs> absolutely. But, yeah, that's really cool. Like... I, or very interesting that yeah now like, it's not it's this whole shift like I'm not taking my my grandmother's or my parents' table be, for us to use one we are, I already have a table but that's yeah. not, not something that has ever like literally crossed my mind yeah because that's not in fashion anymore it's no longer oh well I'm keeping this because it yeah. was so and so's some people do that yeah, and absolutely. there are specific pieces that you do want to keep absolutely. But you're not inheriting entire bedroom furniture and keeping it anymore. No. Wow. Weird. Weird tangent that you found. Yeah. yeah, That's actually really cool. I wonder that that's really interesting because you're right. I I agree with you. So just stuff like that, that that I find interesting. Yeah. That that we're we're shifting left to right (laughs) from what what was the norm. And now the new norm is this. Yeah. Because it used to be, oh, you're starting out on your own here. Let's give you this old furniture. From your great grandmother, um, because it was in her hope chest and we didn't need it or we used it and now we have enough money, so you get it. What's a hope chest? Talk about. I just, you said that, okay, I'm like, what, so, what's a hope chest? So back in the day, uh, girls would start a hope chest when they were little. Okay. And it was stuff like they would do me- needlepoint, they would start collecting things, whatever else, so that they would have it for their new house once they got married. Okay. Okay, yeah. Now, so it's their yep. hope, chest, hope chest, hoping to get married. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, all right. That makes <laughs> old, sense. old, old thing. thing. Okay, I I know you told me that, but I'm like, wait, I'm yeah, forgetting this. It's cool. Okay, it's cool. That's cool. That's that's something. I mean, we need to remember some of the stuff that we have. Like, yeah. Like I would, and like I said, I would love to have some little knickknacks here and there. But like, but we my, have so many. Knick-knacks. Yeah, we have so many knickknacks. <laughs> like my mom's Native American dolls. Mm-hmm. I hope Leanne gets it or I, I or I'll yeah. take them because that's that's something special to her. We gave them to her. Yeah. And she loves them. That's stuff that I will 100 percent keep or I yeah. will make Leanne take. You hear me, Leanne? You're going to get one of those or I'm going to get them. <laughs> I see you guys kind of splitting them. Yeah, absolutely. Because they are very cool. Yeah, I, I love those things. OK, um, coming back on off on tangent now. Uh, Is that a think, word? Coming back around to things that we planned we to, plan talk to talk about. about but hey, that's awesome. I love yeah. it. If it pops up, I'm completely down. Yeah. So we've all heard of Fortnite. Everyone has heard of Fortnite. Oh it God, is the game so that is much. taking over the internet and everything. Uh, you know, they, uh, maybe, maybe we'll eventually play it on well, the channel. Maybe we'll play it on channels like I play it, but yeah. I, I suck at it. Also, I a, a quick timeout on the sense of Fortnite. I'm glad it's that the streamer, Twitch streamer Ninja. Uh-huh. Like he is a very positive person. I think that's so cool. And I'm so glad like if we need if there is a concept of role models on the internet, which yeah. there are and yeah. people know that. I'm glad it's this guy going like on a CNBC interview who's like stay in school. Stay in school. Stay in school, but do good grade, get good grades, but also stream at the same time and make sure everything's balanced. Yeah. His parents make Try sure everything's balance balanced. Balance your life. He he's investing and saving his money because that's so he cool. even knows the bubble will bust. Oh yeah, for him streaming. Well, he's also giving to charities and, he's and everything. To like, I, I, it's so cool. I absolutely love that. I think that is fantastic that and we have to help you guys out. Uh, this is the guy that tri- streamed with Drake and broke Twitch. Yeah, it literally broke Twitch. He yeah, he makes half a million dollars a month. Oh my god, that's and I'm just so like crazy. that's insane. And then I, I absolutely love that he's like, yeah, we we sponsor a pet. 
We yeah. give to charity. I invest and I save. And I'm just like, God, thank you. Yeah. Thank you that we have a one role model so far on the internet age for 2018. Yeah. Thank you, God. Who's trying to counteract the Paul? The Paul brothers. But no, all right, getting back to Fortnite. It's mm-hmm. on mobile. And my God. My <laughs> God. Are you kidding me? We've seen so many articles about how this is breaking school Wi-Fi's. We've seen... We talked to teachers. Yeah, and like, we've also talked to our teacher friends. We, the, like, the high school teachers are like, yeah, it's on Wi-Fi. And most it, schools have an open... It's breaking our Wi-Fi. Yeah. It, like, it's bogging it all down. Because, I mean, you can, most you schools... Can, you can bring your laptop or whatever else to school yeah. and connect it to Wi-Fi. Exactly. And, you're like, and that's the thing. When it connects to Wi-Fi, I, I don't know how... M- Lots of schools do. I know a couple of districts. Like if you have an open network, it's called it's what's being called unmanaged, where anyone can see anything on it. Yeah. And it's it's not intentionally slow. It's just slower because everyone is on, on it. it. So if you're running oh this game Fortnite on it and you've got students in there, you've got a hundred kids who are playing it because at, at, at one time you're you're going to slow some stuff down. But it's also just I feel bad for the teachers because teachers <laughs> just hear about Fortnite. All the time. So much. It's, it's the game. So it, it, much. It is the game right now, 2018. The only other game I could think of it beating or being beat by it or, hold on. Yes. Beating it? Beating it is probably. PUBG? No, PUBG got, PUBG's getting wiped out by Fortnite. <laughs> um, Overwatch? No, Overwatch is doing an okay job, but yeah, that's what Fortnite is still doing better. Uh, it's the one, one of my favorite game, the Western, help me. Uh, crap! Well, Red Dead Redemption Two. Oh, I, yeah. I think that's the only one that might give. Whenever it, a, when it, comes, it comes out, I think that's the that's one that's sometime next year. But yeah, just it's crazy looking at this like, like just the Wi-Fi being crushed by these students playing <laughs> Fortnite. So now students, like teachers, have to be like vigilant. Like you're Which, not supposed to have cell phones in class, I right? Mean, but it happens. Yeah, and constantly. Like, All right. Well, now I I heard about PUBG or not PUBG, but Fortnite. Now yeah. these students are playing it. They're playing it at lunch and the games are could last up to 20, 30 minutes. So they started in the lunchroom and they come into my classroom and they're still playing the same game. because <laughs> They could win. Yeah. And it's one of those things like put away your phone. Just yeah. put away your like and it sucks because there's a lot of students that are like they're playing it because it's, it's a game. They enjoy yeah. the game. It's a, the game of 2018 right now. But yeah, it's, you get a nice dopamine hit from it. <laughs> it's just crazy to me looking at. Um, they're okay. Looking at Twitter, I they blurred everything out. Uh, this article, there's actually people fighting over mobile Fortnite wins in my class. I'm done with school. Oh my like, goodness, yeah. Uh, co- Fortnite mobile has completely killed what little school Wi Fi we had. Fortnite <laughs> mobile is only is the only thing happen, happening in school today. PUBG and Fortnite mobile, PUBG came out with their oh, they two. did, yes. okay, has done terrible things to my schools. Actually, I think this is all teachers that are tweeting. And, like, it's crazy to me because I know that there's been a big push to start incorporating technology yes. into the classroom. Yes. So then how how do you balance this? It's a How do you balance. bring in all of the technology that we hear our teacher friends talking yes. about? And the kids are just there, like, ignoring it. Yeah. And instead they're playing Fortnite and PUBG. Yes. I don't. I don't know. That's a good one. I know some some districts when they gave out uh, like technology, mm-hmm. they weren't ready. So when they just handed it out, students put on Steam. Steam was on students' computers. Yeah, and then they went back and were like, "Oh crap, we need to block Steam." I mean, it's it's for educational yeah. purposes. I get that, but it's one of those like, what are the 
Twitch has most most districts I believe now have probably blocked Twitch. God help you if you have not. <laughs> you probably should. Yeah. And just like little things here and there. But then it's other things like I know uh, some districts you were telling me that like Chromebooks you can't lock down as much as laptops because you work with tech. I work with tech. So yeah. you were telling me about that. Yes. And I'm just like, I feel bad for the districts that use only Chromebooks there because then you can get into the play store and yeah. you have to be able to get into you the, have play to be able store. To get in the play store. And that, that's a, that's a very gray iffy part because Chromebooks are susceptible to, uh, not educate. Let, let's put it this way. Not educational friendly ways because of, district policies of like security and stuff like that. I'm not saying yeah. Chromebooks are bad. I'm just saying it's a little tough to yeah. work with them correctly. And I know like there's a couple programs and there's a couple companies that work directly with Chromebooks for educational purpose to make them safer for right. students to have. Okay. And I, I know there's a couple districts that are actually looking at doing that, uh -huh. but I'm, I'm not private to the information yet. Obviously right. I can't, I, I haven't talked to anyone in those yeah, fields just yet, yeah. but I, I know it's coming soon, but you're right. Like it, while Chromebooks are very limited in what they do, they're they can be limited in how you can restrict them. Yes, that's probably, that is the best way to put it. It is. It's very limited to how you can restrict them to. And then yeah. I know they're being worked on that way, but it's just it's hard to get it. it it's hard to get it. So I mean, that's it. Just sucks because I I feel bad for the teachers. Yeah, I do. I really do. And I'm like, I mean, you had to listen because, to it all day, and now you have to watch it. And, yeah, like see what little Johnny's doing behind his book. Yeah. Reading instead of or, or else just if you even have an online book like in college, you've got yes. the online books. So what happens when you're just like, hey, you've got this online book, sign in and they just open another tab they and they're yep. in Fortnite. Exactly. I it's crazy. And not calling out Unreal or is it Unreal? I don't remember who, who produced Fortnite right now. I think it's the Unreal Engine, but someone else that it's just it's just funny to me looking at yeah. this now. Like students can now play this 24 Anytime. seven now. Yeah. And that's that's absolutely like, nuts. Kids can get good at this. Yeah, kids can get good. Get good. Get good. <laughs> I, that's a good segue. Get good. Uh-huh. So, it's, I guess we've never really said it on the podcast. We're, we're in Texas. Okay. Yeah, we, we are in Texas. I thought we did. Did we? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't really remember. I don't know, but we're in Texas. We're in Texas. We're in North Texas. We're in North Texas. We're in North Texas. That's where we're, we're stationed. That's, home, that's where we live. That's where we live. <laughs> well, what's funny is Arlington, Texas. Announced plans to build the largest esports stadium in the U.S. By the way, Arlington is home to the Dallas Cowboys and the Texas Rangers. Yes. So, I for mean, those of you outside, outside of the of area, Texas, yeah, there, there's literally like two it, sports teams that are already here. Probably a good half a mile away from each other, too. Yeah. Like, it, I don't you, think it's even that much. I don't think it's even that much either. Like, you can walk from one stadium one, to the other, you really and can. you'll be okay. Yeah, exactly. It's not like you're gonna. I mean. You I mean, know, it's a walk. It's a walk. And if you're in, in the like, Texas July, heat. it's going to suck. Yeah. But like, you could legitimately, from the Texas Rangers Stadium right now, you can actually, if you get the right seat, or actually, you can just go out into the pavilion and you can look at the Cowboy Stadium. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. And now, with this eSports Stadium, you can go on the other side of, <laughs> of the Texas of the, of the ballpark of the, in Arlington yeah. and look at the new stadium. There, Because oh, it's, it's at the Arlington Convention Center. It's going to be the Arlington Convention Center. And so it's very interesting that you're going to have all this, which right there, right there, because hold on, it's a hundred hundred thousand square foot state of the art esports stadium Goodness. that will uh, be scheduled to open later this year. The space will Ugh. be the largest of its kind in the United States. Its design and location are oriented toward attracting competitive players, fans, and tourists from around the world. And now, let's what also, side are you looking at for this? This is on Forbes. Okay, I'm on Forbes.com reading this one. 
And what's crazy to me, because I am a sports mm-hmm. fan too, the Rangers are getting a new ballpark. Oh, a yeah. A billion dollar ballpark, which is going to have Rangers Live, which is yeah. a, a kind of a live venue for food. Yeah, like, like bring shopping. in some food cart, some food trucks and everything yeah, else. Yeah, food trucks, but it's also just standalone places to eat that oh, are going to be right. open 24 7. There's going to be a venue for like concerts and crap like that. You've got six flags. Like you are right not, down the street. Yeah. It's everything's going to be and right Hurric- there. Is Hurricane Harbor still open? Yes, Hurricane Harbor still open. Yeah, that's, that's right across the street from, well, across the highway across from, the highway from uh, uh, six, flags. six Flags. And then you're going to have this esports stadium now, too. Oh, my goodness. We're going to have to get uh, season passes to Six Flags, to six flags just flags for past to, to parking. Park so we can go look at all this stuff. But I, it's insane. Oh, I want to say, I think I read that it was like $10 million oh my goodness. for this. Where is that? Where but is that? I've that? seen some of the while you're looking for that. Yeah. Uh, I've seen some of the pictures for the esports stadium, and it's absolutely insane. Like it looks so cool. Go look it up if you haven't. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, uh, like it will actually change where the walls are. Like it's completely. You can modify it so it looks more like a bar setting, or it looks more like a stadium setting. So that, that way, as uh, as somebody just going to watch, they have different ways to set it up so that you can see these competitions. It looks this, really cool. Yeah, the ceiling's supposed to move too because the ceiling yeah. has screens, and so it's yeah, gonna, the ceiling comes up and down, and up and down, and like it, it's modular, so you can. Change, Thank you. Yeah. I couldn't think of the yeah, word. You said that I was like it's modular, and so you can change how it's going to look. Yeah. You can have a giant screen in the middle watching the game, and then every if I remember reading because you sent me the article, mm-hmm. every single person, let's say they're going to do um, Overwatch because that's the big one. Yeah. And right we've now. got a Dallas team. Oh, we've got a Dallas team. And Overwatch, like, they're supposed to have, I want to say they're supposed to have individual monitors so you so. can see. That's what it looks That's like what it from what like. I've seen of the OWL online. Yes. Like, it, every person has a large screen above them so that you can see what their characters are doing. Yeah. I, I'm then, on the City think, of Arlington website And then I right think now. the big, huge one, like, goes back and forth uh, seeing what the characters are doing and trying to concentrate on who's doing big stuff. Okay, I, I actually, I just found the picture that they're they're doing. So, yeah, the big screen in the middle is going to be of the actual game. Okay. And then in front of each player is going to be their their picture. Uh-huh. Like, they're, they're a video cam- a camera recording them, so you're going to have right. a live look at them. And above them P-I-P? on the screens... What? P.I.P. Pretty, P.I.P. pretty much. <laughs> and above them with the big screen is going to be the character that they are. Yeah. So I was like, all right, it would be really weird if you could actually, like, see what they're doing. Because... Cause then, I th- think to a certain be, extent you can. That'd be like stream sniping, and because you wouldn't want the other team or the other. Yes coach. and no, but if you have every single person in, like they can't turn around and look at the screen. They True. have monitors in front of them. Yes, and they're face. Okay, so the players are facing the audience and looking at their monitors up above them and behind them. Then I think that that's where you can see what's going on. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's probably what it is. I'm just trying to find or I, what I their swear characters to God, are they doing. Said it was like ten million dollars. Oh, I'm sure. Like it was to redo this whole thing, ten million. I'm sure it I is. I cannot find the uh, the. Oh no, there it is. Uh, let's see. It is the uh, city of Arlington and esports venue LLC plan to invest ten million into the Arlington Convention Center to transform it into a stadium that offers the most immersive spectator experience in the live esports event market. That's insane. That's crazy. I really do want to see. Oh something yeah, I'm, there. I'm, I'm, we're gonna go see something. <laughs> I, I'm down. I don't know what to play we'll, or what to watch. Like, we'll go down to free play, which, by the way, free play is amazing. Hey, free play. Call me, baby. <laughs> uh, 
uh, just like go play there for a little bit, leave our car there, like call for an Uber and Uber, go yeah. over there. Uber, Uber over there and like, all right, let's go watch the Fortnite match tonight. Yeah, that, that would, would be, be really crazy. Cool. Cause that'd be a hundred people right there. In oh, one. I know. Dang, that'd be really crazy. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm excited. I think that's yes. actually really cool. It's it's Absolutely. something different. Oh, oh, what? Uh, my, my computer just like, oh, there we go. All right. I just got it. All right. So John was having computer. I, problems. I was having computer problems. So we talked about the Nintendo Nindies Direct last week. Right. My God, was I completely wrong. I figured you would be. Just I'm not even going to so, lie. Like, so you were just wrong. like, I expect all of these release dates to come. And I didn't say it, but I should have. Nintendo rarely gets more detail into a game unless they announce it ahead of time. That's what I've seen. Yeah. There's a couple. Um, couple a couple times. Couple they've, times. They've surprised us. But for the most part, their directs are for are to announce new games. New games, exactly. It's not to go back and say, "Oh, by the way, this and I mean it, this one has a release date." Like, they it, usually it, just throw that up on their Twitter. Yeah, and it, it's not a very it very rarely does is a very specific release date. Usually, it's spring twenty eighteen yeah. or something like that. They give you the um, placeholder, yeah, yeah, the quarter and the placeholder. But my God, I was so wrong. They did not mention. Any, any of the games that I chose. Anything, anything that you talked about. So, I mean, you got... Like, I'm going to run down these real fast. Mark of the mm-hmm. Ninja remastered. Something I'm probably going to get. Just it literally... Okay, let me get ahead of the curve here. John's probably going to get most of most these. Most of these So, games. just say if you're not going to get okay, it. Okay, I will. Mark of the Ninja, it's a stealth-based game. Yes, I know. John's going to get a stealth-based game. It's awful. That's awful. I suck it's at stealth-based games. Idea. But I'm going to try it. It's a very <laughs> yeah. uh, Ninja Gaiden. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fantasy Strike... Uh, in a world where fantasy meets martial arts, anything can become a weapon. I do not remember this one. I don't know. So probably not. Uh, just shapes and beasts up to three players. It's a musical shapes and beats beats. Oh yeah. They miss it. They put beasts, but it is shapes and beats. That's right. I'm pretty sure it's a musical bullet hell. And I'm in because it's all chip tune, right? It's all, it's all chip tune. Uh, garage is a top down shooter, uh, inspired by the glorious gore of VHS era B movies. Mm-hmm. That one I'm on the fence about. Right. Uh, pool Panic literally looks like playing pool on acid. You, yeah, you play as the cue ball, I think. Yeah, you you play as the cue ball and you're trying to get through it's stages. Very it's very odd. Yeah. Um, bomb Chicken, I'm in. It's bomb. It's a chicken. <laughs> I don't chicken care. Chicken lays bombs. Chicken lays bombs. I'm absolutely in on this one. Uh, Lumes. Lu- Luminous. Luminous. I think I'm going to try. I mean, it's a... You think so? Yeah. Uh, okay. It was originally on the PSP, I believe. Yes. A bombastic harmony of light and sound and intense puzzle makes this HD remake remake, remake of the original <laughs> uh, critically acclaimed. It's a I'd combination like, of remake and remaster. Remake and remaster. Uh, <laughs> Reigns and Reigns Her Majesty. That one looks interesting this, to me. This one does look... As a monarch of the modern age... Players uh, face a seemingly never-ending series of requests from peasants, allies, and enemies. That, yeah. Yep, that one's right up your alley. I yeah. bet you you're get that one. I mean, that's the thing. A lot of these are platformers, so they just don't appeal to me as much. So that's why John's just like, oh, I'm going to get, like, all of these. Yeah. And I'm just like, I might get to. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a platform fool. Yes. But, I mean, I grew up on platforms, so yeah. I, I truly love them. There, There is, side note, coming a, to a point where there's almost too many platforms on the Switch. Honestly, yes. And I'm like, uh, I'm going to wait for that one to come on sale. Yeah. And there, it's got to have some sort of 
bam, like, yeah. this is why you want this platformer. And, like, for me, I have so many long games to play that I'm just like, look, I need to not buy very many games. Yes. Because I have already hundreds of hours of games in front of me. Lightfall? This And here's a platformer that I'm actually in on because I, I like yeah. the mechanic of it. Amazingly enough. Uh, this platforming adventure takes place in a forgotten world of uh, Numbra. Where they have to master their surroundings by manipulating the Shadow Core, a magical box used to propel them in the air. So you can throw it in Honest, this box anywhere yeah. and like stand on it and go. Honestly, it looks very similar to Celeste to me. Yes, it is very Celeste feeling yeah. with this one. That, that one. Just you can also put your own platforms out there. Yeah. West of Loathing. Oh, that one looks amazing. I can't wait. I want that online too. I want too. that so bad. West, oh, it's a tongue in cheek Western. Yeah. West of Loathing is a slapstick. Uh, Comedy stick figure, Wild West adventure role-playing yeah. game. That's you all are, you need to know. You are literally a stick figure. It is like, one of the That's kookiest. the entire art art design. It is one of the kookiest things I've seen, yeah. and I love it. Like We watched some of uh, Let's Play for it, and we yes. were both just like, I want this. I want this. I need this in my life. Yeah. Pode? Chew on my... Pode. Pode? Okay, two on I my... Think- I think that one intrigued me, but I don't remember what it's about now. Chew unlikely travel companions embark on an adventure in this co-op exploration puzzle That's game. why I wanted it, because it looks like a cute co-op for you and me. Like, right. I it's, think I could actually do this one. Oh, and it's Norwegian art and culture. That's right. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm remembering this one now. So, yeah, we'll probably get that one. We might actually play that one on the channel. I think that would be fun. The Messenger. Oh, my God. This is the... It's a ninja guide-in style. But what's cool is that you actually have to take this note to someone in the first level and it's eight bit, but then you like go through time and then it's 16 bit and you can go back and forth between eight and 16 bit platforming. And I'm like, that is right up your alley. Wow. Someone really thought this one through. That's fantastic. John is super excited for this. Uh, Bad North uh, armed troops shore up defenses and protect citizens in this roguelike real time strategy game. Oh yeah. I remember that one. I don't think you were too keen on it but it kind of it's not surprising there's something weird about it like you actually like have to defend this island and then like more troops start coming oh yeah it's a rts yes it's an rts it's more of an rts yeah real-time strategy uh that one looks kind of interesting and then banner saga saga three i don't even know what this is which you're also getting one and two yeah you're getting one Um, later yeah no those come out soon Remember that one and two said that they're coming soon. And then three is coming out like 2018 summer summer of 2018. 2018. I I don't know this banner saga. No, apparently people freaked out that when they announced this, I was like, we just don't know it. I don't know this game. I'm I'm interested to look into it, but, and it's one of those games that like your decisions matter. And if you play one, your stuff from one rolls to two, two rolls to three. I really like that idea. It's just, I don't. Yeah. And I'm with you. I don't know it. And then Hyperlight Drifter. That wasn't announced on the direct, but it was announced through Twitter. Through Twitter from Nintendo right after. Yeah. And you're like, why wasn't this included? You could have put a Hyperlight Drifter in this and people still And made it like that. 15 minutes yeah. instead of the 12. And that's instead of the 12. I love I I love the art of Hyperlight Drifter. Yeah. We played it on the channel and what most of us most people tell us is that we played it more longer than most people do. Yeah. Cuz they can only get through one ep- uh, one episode of it. And we got through because four. Because it's so slow. It's slow, and you I really don't know what the hell I was doing. Yeah. I, so I can see you getting this on the Twitch, on the Switch. On the Switch. On the, the Switch. Switch. The Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> and just playing it on your own so that you can figure it out. Yes. Because it is a really cool-looking game. It is a honestly. really, really cool-looking game. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? We have GDC going on this week, which is the Game Developers Conference. Right. I mean, cutting it a little shorter than I wanted to, but I don't really care. 
It's the idea that <laughs> like game developers want everything on their switch on the switch. They are pushing hard now to get yeah, their games on the switch. That's probably the biggest news coming out of GDC. Yeah, I mean there were other things like there's so many other things. The Vive, Go I think the Vive up. Pro was announced, which is eight hundred dollars. But mm-hmm. I mean, since uh, what you call it, the graphics cards are so expensive. It's kind of oh one of those goodness. just wait around for it. Yeah, but yeah, like because the switch is so popular and so high in demand. These developers now are like, yep, we're going to put it on the Switch. We're going back to some of our better games, putting it on. Yeah, Apparently, it takes it makes- six months for Nintendo to approve it. I've read that. In, Jeez. Like, uh, The Verge, I think, is what the one everybody okay. read. But yeah, everyone's like, there were conferences and like seminars of how to actually get your game on I the understand. Switch. I understand. And I'm like, I mean, it's so easy to just download it on the Switch. And like, so. M- Something else that I've noticed, yeah. so many indie developers are now saying, oh, we're going to release a limited physical copy yes. because so many people want that for the Switch. So, so many want, so many people want that for the Switch. And it's a weird catch-22 for me. Yeah. Because I, I, I collect to physical me, co- copies. To me, it depends on if their collector's editions have anything that I really want. Yes. Then I will look at it because both of us are have gone all digital for our games on the Switch. On the Switch, yeah. Everything that I've bought, minus Zelda. And Mario Kart. Yeah. Because we were still we like... We had ARMS. We had ARMS. For a little bit. Yeah, and I traded that in because like most yeah. of my games, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go digital on all of them. The reason we still have Zelda is because I bought the... Yeah. Collect, the Super it was the first edition. game you got. Yeah. So I was like, I need that. I want yeah. that. But yeah, it's very cool to see like it developers really clamoring at getting their games on the Switch. It's so cool. And if that's the case, they Nintendo really needs to change that UI of the eShop. My God. Oh, seriously. It is one of the hardest things to navigate through. And yeah, it's just you, you, they, we, they need to divide it up. A they, little more. they need to do something better. I'm going to probably say that every single week on this podcast until it gets <laughs> fixed. And then I'm going to scream when it does. Yeah, he'll just start the podcast just screaming. screaming because it, they they, so, they updated the UI. But yeah, um, the only other like I found that there's PS5 rumors now, which kind of shocks me. At, I know I'm a little surprised because didn't the PS4 Pro come out last, last year? year? Yeah, it, it came out a little over a year ago. I think that they weren't going to do the PS5 until 2020, but now they're you're hearing 20 possibly, possibly 2019. 2019, like there is That's a rumor crazy. that like the dev kits uh-huh. are already out, which okay, that makes sense. I mean, it takes so long it, to make games, make games and stuff like that. So to I'm wondering, upgrade games, like are are we going to get the PS5 next year? But it would make sense because I, I think we'd be on seven years already. Of- yeah, but the technology is so good, especially with the half step PS Pro. True. So and then you got the Xbox One X, which is yeah, apparently even, really great. Yeah, and, which I understand. Uh, PlayStation needs to up their game to to fight fight the the, 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 X, the Xbox One X. But I don't know. It, it, I'm with you. I'm very interested. In, like, are we actually going to get it? Because I don't know about you. It seems like time has gone by faster. Because I still remember buying the play, uh, PlayStation Four. I still remember getting the PS3. I remember getting the PS3. Yeah, that was one of the first. <laughs> and ones. the Xbox 360. Yeah, but it's and it, the Wii and the Wii U. And it seems very weird that we're just like. We're already there, but you have to take that step back going, it's oh God, been a long time. It's been like five, five to seven years. Which is about normal for console generation. Yeah, so I understand. Yeah. It's just one of those things we're getting there on I top think, of. I think what would be really cool, though, is if the PS5 is backwards compatible. I think they, I, think I would PlayStation love it. may have messed up on that one. I would love it if they actually started doing that again, because uh, some of the PS3s were backwards compatible and then PS4 came out. And it wasn't backwards compatible, and it broke my heart. And then yep. we got rid of our backwards compatible that, PS3, and it yeah. broke my heart. Yep, and I had to go find another one. 
But and we have to fix it now. I have to fix it now. I've got to, I've got to fix that thing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's very interesting because there, uh, CD Projekt Red, which is a game developer, mm-hmm. they did The Witcher, okay. The Witcher series. They're coming out with a game called Cyberpunk 2077. Okay. It was announced, God, two, three years ago. Uh-huh. And we're all like, all right, it's going to be on the PS4 and the Xbox One X. And, and the- now they're talking about... And now we as consumers and people of just don't even know when it's coming out. Yeah. Rumors are it's not coming out until 2021. Like even, uh, even the developer said like we're developing it with like better hardware in mind, which leads to like everyone jumping on the rumor train of maybe that's going to be the, uh, I mean, if that's the case, then maybe that's why Square Enix is dragging their feet with uh, Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah, I, so that way it could start being on the PS5 because yeah. those would be amazing to have titles a, to have a launch to have the PS3 oh or PS5 goodness. launch with Final Fantasy I remake. I could not buy that fast enough. And Kingdom Hearts three. Oh my god! And this uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven and I would Red Dead Redemption two. I could see them possibly. Was that a was that an Xbox exclusive? No, no. I mean, none of these are. Oh, Final Fantasy will be probably. Yeah. But the other ones are multi-platform. Yeah. So I could see them could possibly see them doing, doing that. that. And that's the launch wind. That's the launch titles of the PlayStation Five. Yeah. You might as well pack it in. Yeah. With those, I, I could goodness. see that just completely destroying. Going, my God, we need this right now, and yeah, just going nuts on it. But yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm very interested to see. Like, let this rumor kind of play out a little bit. See what happens yeah. during. E3, because I could see, I could see Sony going. Oh, by the way, we're, we're working on the PlayStation Five. Be out next year. Peace. I'm out, and just walk off the stage. They've and be done like, that. What? <laughs> what they just have happened? Done that. Oh, actually, so, you know what? No, I know. I know, I know a PlayStation Five game. What? Pushback. Leftward. Uh, two part two. Um, Last of Us. Last of Us two. Push that back to PlayStation yeah. Five. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I would because we haven't seen very much from it yet. No, it was announced last year. Yeah, during. Was it, was it last year? Might or was, two, two I think years. it was two years ago. It was two ago. years ago when they announced it at the no, PlayStation wait. Conference. I don't it, know. It, no, PlayStation Conference happened a couple months ago, so the last, last, okay, one so, year ago. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't at E3, it was at the PlayStation Conference? Yes, it was at okay. uh, PSX uh, a year and a half ago. Okay. Okay, so yeah, that, that's right. I could see them doing that one. I'd be okay yeah. with that. Yeah. I wouldn't have a problem with that. So, yeah, it's weird seeing how this system generation yeah. is going because we're i'm finding out that we're having a hard time defining the generations now it's so hard because of nintendo and the half steps yeah and you're like you know what that's a valid point i don't know because what is the ps4 pro is a half step but it's also kind of a new console like the xbox one x is a half step but a new console yeah well, it's, technically it's a full step because the one s would be considered a half step in my opinion yeah and but- that's the thing we've had slim of the new Xbox One and also the PS4. We've had slim versions of both, which is more of the half step to me. So it's more yeah. like they just came out with a new console, but they weren't ready to make everybody switch. Switch one hundred percent. I mean, that's the thing. It's, I uh, it's I don't very, hate it. I don't hate it. It's very blurry. It's, it's more of just oh, this is the PS5, but it's backwards compatible for all PS4 games. All PS4 games, and I think <laughs> that that's a win on Sony. Yeah, I think that's a one hundred percent win for Sony. But if they did come out with a PS5 that's backwards compatible to the PS1, like PS1, 2, 3, and 4, that's a lot they of would tech, win. But that w- they would 100% they win. They would win I mean, console wars. Th- that, would, that would just completely blow <laughs> At all least for minds. me. I, I would love that. That yeah. way it made life so much easier for us yeah. on I mean, I, I know too. it's too expensive, but still. People would probably pay. God I, knows we would. I would. We'd buy two. Yeah. 
I know. I mean, one for the front room, one for the gaming room. <laughs> I know. Jesus, we're awful. <laughs> we are awful people. But you know what's even more awful? What's that? Our face palm of the week. Oh, it's a good one this it week, is too. An awesome one. I was like, I read this and I'm like, no way. And then I, I found it again. I'm like, oh my yeah. God, this has to be it. <laughs> In a show of nepotism. Shia LaBeouf. <sighs> oh, Shia, just do it. Just do it. Seriously. Shia LaBeouf. There's, there's going to be a biopic of Shia LaBeouf. Of Shia LaBeouf. First, we have to go. Why? But why? Second, you have to... I had to read this article probably three times to really, like, understand <laughs> uh-huh. what the hell. And so... It's, it's, go ahead, go ahead. You got it? Uh, So Shia LaBeouf is going to have a starring role in his Shia biopic. LaBeouf's autobiography pick. Yeah, but his biopic. His biopic. But... He is not playing himself. Yeah. What? And at first I was just like, okay. Like, I heard that far and I was just like, instantly, okay, he's probably just going to have like a cameo because I didn't hear starring role. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, he's probably just going to have a cameo. That's awesome. Yeah, that's fine. No. No, no, he's not. So who's he playing? He's going to be playing his father. Why? Yeah, he, That's my question here. Isn't his father still alive? I think so. I don't I don't I, really know. I really don't know. I, but I feel like he is too young to play his own father, especially considering who is playing Shia LaBeouf. Lucas Hedges from Three Billboards, Lady Bird. And he was in one or two of yeah, the... Yeah, yeah, he yeah he's been in a few other movies. Other movies. I, he's a great actor. Yeah. He's really good. I, I'm actually excited. Like, But... You're going to be playing Shia LaBeouf in a biopic starring Shia LaBeouf, who plays his father. And apparently the whole story is <laughs> Shia trying to either make amends with his father or they had a falling out or something weird where he's trying to make him proud. I don't know. It was I have very read that much. Very weird. And I'm, I'm literally like, but why? <laughs> and then on the flip side, I'm like, well, you can't say Hollywood hasn't ran out of ideas and Except weird stunts. Seriously. And it's just somehow Shia has managed to out Shia himself. <laughs> he out Shia himself. <laughs> you are 100% correct. So yeah. that is the face palm of the week. And I, yes. I don't even know what to say. I was so I flabbergasted yeah. by this whole idea. And I was like, oh my God, really? So look forward to that this year or next year? No, it hasn't even started production. Okay. They just announced it. So Maybe I would they'll say, cancel the whole thing. And they might cancel that the whole thing. That would be amazing. Maybe it's one of those, we're going to throw it out there and see what people think. Yeah, and it it'll probably traction, come to Netflix. Yeah, it's going to be a Netflix exclusive. <laughs> oh, my God. And then we'll have to binge it. Oh, jeez. Binging. Oh, God. But you right. can't binge a movie. You can't binge a movie. <laughs> right, let's talk about our big subject. Yeah. And it's... it it. It involves binging. And Rose actually brought up a very interesting question this and, morning. And actually. by binging, we mean binge watching shows. The shows that Netflix, because Netflix is putting out so many shows. Oh my God. We cannot watch them all. No. Like, and, <laughs> like it's I, physically not possible. And I mean, we as in all of us collectively as yeah. the human race cannot watch all of them in our lifetime. No. Especially it, it, not considering how much they put out per month. Per month. And they just drop everything. It, it is statistically in the, impossible to actually pull it off. Which, okay, that's fine. I'm not too worried about it. There's a lot of things I don't want to watch on Netflix because it doesn't yeah. appeal to me. But we have been trying to watch... A series of unfortunate events. Yes. And we... Because the second season comes out this week. Yes. 
And we're halfway through. We're halfway through. We have three more episodes yeah, left, Yeah, so, you know, we just finished episode five last night, and it's the first of two parts. Yeah. And we finished it, and we were both still awake, but we were both just like, what do you want to do now? Yeah, it wasn't the, let's, it wasn't the Stranger Things. Where we're just like, we have to watch we another keep one. On going. It wasn't like Daredevil, which I, I can binge the hell out of Daredevil. Yeah. And but you you brought up a point like why why can we not binge this like what's going on with this what is, because it's not a bad no, show like it, the casting is great I love the sets yes the the story's fantastic but why are we having such a hard time binging this to get through it yeah and because we're trying to be ready for the second season and we, we love Neil Patrick Harris absolutely love absolutely him. And, but you're right like it's one of those shows that is just like. Is it because NPH does such a great job that we hate? We we don't love to hate Count Olaf. We don't actually hate him, and we don't root for him. He's just very there. Which is kind of how he's written in the books, yes, too. Yes, absolutely. He's, he's like, written. I'm not trying to say anything against the story that they've written for the series or uh, NPH. Yeah, they, they, they've done a fantastic job of casting him, writing adapting the book to the show yeah. very well yeah and it's but it's just one of the things the like, adults are that stupid yeah in this and show. it really kind of rubs me the wrong way that they're that stupid yeah the kids i don't care that the kids are that smart the I love kids that. are amazing the, the kid the actors and yeah. how they're written fantastic yeah but it's just i don't want to say it's vanilla but it's almost very vanilla where there's not something that i mean while nph i love and it's I, vanilla with some cinnamon it's very comforting but it doesn't make me crave more immediately yeah you're right because and then we'll go like all right let's watch another uh, episode all right that episode's done what do you want to do like i think the most we've watched was two episodes in a row i think so and that was like the very beginning when it came out didn't we try and make ourselves watch a third one and, and we, stopped. we stopped like yeah. 10 minutes in. i was like i can't do this this is it's not that it's dumb it's just there's something about it i don't know if it's the color or what yeah. is it there's something about it that i cannot binge but with that and one, like, there are a couple shows that we just have a hard time binging them. And then there are others that we're just like, I need more. Yes. So I decided let, let's look up the psychology of binging. Yeah. Cause I'm like, well, maybe, maybe we can find something about it that it's just one of those things. So I ate NBC news.com is where I found this. <laughs> and it's a Dr. Renee Carr. It's she's a psychologist. She's a clinical psychologist. And um, I'm going to, Pretty much quote what on this one saying, watch re, word for word, watching episode after episode of a show feels good. But why is that? Dr. Renee Carr, a psychology, a clinical psychologist, says it's due to the chemicals being released in our brain. When engaged in an activity she that's enjoyable, such as binge watching, your brain produces dopamine. Mm-hmm. This chemical gives the, nat- the body a natural internal reward of pleasure that reinforces continued engagement of that activity. It is the brain signal that communicates to the body. This feels good. You should yeah. keep on doing this. When the binge watching of uh, when binge watching your favorite show, your brain is continually producing dopamine, and your body experiences a drug like high. You experience a pseudo addict. You experience a pseudo addiction to the show because you develop cravings for dopamine. Okay. I mean, that is literally legitimately the definition of why we binge stuff in in a psychological standpoint. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, Which reading. makes a lot of sense because I mean, at the end of the episode, uh, it's just like, "Hey, you want to watch the next you one? It's going to start yeah. in ten and, seconds." And I wonder if that's Netflix doing it too, like the seven seconds to make sure you're not off that high and just right into yeah. it, the second one. Also, uh, Doctor Carr said the neural uh, neural pathways that cause heroin and sex addi- addictions are the same as the addiction <laughs> for to binge watch. 
Maybe that's why Netflix and chill became so popular. That's probably why Netflix and chill became so popular. <laughs> because either way, you're going to get that get dopamine some, you're high. You're dopamine in that bad boy. But it's very... Whether it's the Netflix or the chill part. But either one. <laughs> but it's, it's interesting because, like, well, like we said, like it's... Series of Fortune Events is not a bad show. I, I, it's not. Go watch. I, it. I really do like. I it. I like it, but I don't think it it causes us to have the dopamine high. Not, not really. And unlike like Stranger Things, which we binge watched oh, in a day or two. I think it took us three days, three days because maybe? because of work. Because of work. Because we had to stop for work and we had to stop to go to bed. Yeah, and like like I said, Daredevil's done that. We've done a couple others. Uh, oh, okay. I binge watched Doctor Who. You binge watched. Do- I, I did. I binge watched Doctor Who. Because you had to. Because I had to. And I actually feel bad about that. I to, understand. To be honest, I truly feel bad. One, because I loved each iteration of the Doctor and for their yeah. different ways. From like. Christopher Eccleston. Eccleston was very good and I liked what he did to. Tenant. Tenant. God, I'm not remembering that. <laughs> Tenant was my favorite Doctor. Like, yes. What, I love Tenant. Tenant was very a warrior, but very had that cocky attitude yeah. to him. And then when Matt we went to Smith, Smith, he was he was the dreamer. He was the doctor we wanted to. He was so fun. He wanted. He's we, probably the one that I could identify with the most. But Tennant still holds a special place in my heart. Yes. And then we got to Capaldi. And that's who you identify my, with. I, I identify which with, you did not believe me I when I told you, you because like, like I finished Capaldi and you were still on Tennant and you were just like I'm not ready for him. I'm not ready go. for Tennant to leave. And and you did not believe in Smith at all. Not not for the. I didn't believe in Smith, and I will fully say <laughs> the first episode changed my mind completely. Yeah, like, that's kind of how I was, too. I'm not ready for Tenet yeah. to go away, and I'm like, all right, I'll do it. Let me go. And that end scene where they go, they flash every single doctor, yeah. and Tenet's there in, in the scene, and Matt Smith walks through, and he goes, and I'm the doctor, and I'm like, we're in good hands, thank God. Yeah. We're done. I, <laughs> I had nothing awesome. to worry about on this one. Yeah. And then I cried when Tenet became, or Smith became Capaldi, Capaldi. and Capaldi's Kind of a dick. <laughs> Which is why you like him. Which is why I like him. He's very house, very Sherlock. <laughs> yeah. But then you could see where he pulled a lot of Smith in there, too. And he yeah. was. He, he wasn't, wasn't a hero, but he was hopeful. And he yeah. wanted to do stuff. But I felt bad because I didn't feel I, I didn't have enough time with or yeah. with Capaldi. Like, that's the problem with binge watching Doctor Who. You actually do want to spread it out a little more. And I'm probably going to rewatch the series and, uh, like, spread it out fine. a little I'm more. I'm down with that. But I think that's the problem with binge watching, binge watching in particular, because our minds take over with the dopamine and we just keep on going. And, and you don't really know what's happening. And, and you lose the, not you don't lose the excitement, but you lose stuff that usually happens when you like, oh, I got to wait for this or yeah. I got to wait, which is a really freaking first world problem. It really is. But I mean, I, <laughs> it's, and you look back on it and like, you have to rewatch it now. Like I, yeah. I'm with you. I've got to rewatch Doctor Who to understand, not understand, but just yeah. enjoy the characters <clears throat> just a little bit more. Yeah. And be able to take my time. And take your time. I'm like, with the week-to-week shows, you had time to yeah. understand and like. And look you were back. just like, you had something to look forward to the exactly. next week. Now, it's you have to wait until the next month when Netflix releases something else. Something else, or next week when Netflix releases something else. Like, I was reading about what's dropping in April. Yeah. Uh, Hulu, I think, is actually doing it right because Handmaiden's Tale season two is coming out. Okay, and they're actually going to be releasing one episode a week. A week, I see. I kind of, I I really do understand that. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you on that one because, and especially as reviewers, like if I wanted to review each of the episodes, we can't do that with Netflix. No, and that's the thing. Like IGN, the people who mm-hmm. review the Netflix stuff, they stay up all night. 
Yeah. Like I, I, get, I get text messages going, IGN just reviewed this. And yeah. I'm like, oh my God, you just reviewed like episode three of Daredevil. It's freaking two o'clock in the morning and yeah. you keep on, you're still going. I'm like, my, that's dedication and dedication. <laughs> but also it's about the idea that you got to finish it because you don't want it spoiled. Yeah. Because people are just like Netflix release. It just Netflix releases word and vomits at all. And you got to watch it all so you don't get it spoiled Within a week. Yeah. And you're like, like you have to watch a season in a week to make sure you don't get anything spoiled. And it's not like a movie where it's hour and a half, two and a half hours. And you're like, all right, I got to watch it within the first week or two. So people are going to see it. It could get spoiled. No, with Netflix, if it's It's a big, Oh my God. It's like a 13 hour thing. Yeah. And you've got to get it done. And stranger things is one of those things where I'm surprised. I'm surprised we didn't get it spoiled. Oh, I know we watched it months later. Yeah. It took us a while before we watched it. It really did. So, be careful on your benching, guys. Yeah, I, the dopamine's cool, but but those up. withdrawals withdrawals are also pretty bad. They are. That's a good point. Yeah, I hate withdrawals from TV shows. Yeah, the dopamine withdrawal that sucks. Yeah, you got anything else? Uh, no. no? I think we've covered. Everything. I think we covered everything for this week. So, um, like us, give us a like, give us a review. Review on whatever podcasting thing you're listening to to right now. I know we're on Google Play, Stitcher, uh, Buzzsprout. We're coming to iTunes soon. I know that. Yeah. I mean, if you're listening to this on iTunes, obviously we're already here. Yeah, we're already here. (laughs) Um, And then we're also, I put this up on YouTube, just the audio version for everyone. We do play video games. So check out our YouTube channel. Uh, find us on social media through the week. Tweet at us, whatever else. Yeah. Let us know what you want us to talk yeah. about. We're the Geek Level on all social medias and on YouTube. Different shows. Couch Capades is our video game show. Yeah. We've got Real Break, that our review, which is a small yeah. review. And then what we do is yeah. we do the big review. Really here. short review. And then uh, I guess we'll see you next week. And don't forget. Always level up. <laughs>